0: hello and welcome to pep talk by perpetual perpetual is a talent advisory firm based out of new york city and paris and this podcast is all about raw conversation with real people in this inspiring episode of navigating success and peaks we're going to explore the extraordinary journey of individuals who have scaled the heights of both literal and metaphorical mountains i'm your host today steve morrissey the ceo and founder of perpetual a transatlantic talent advisory firm dedicated to building and cultivating human-centric high-performance cultures. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by a remarkable individual and genuine friend our, and one of our esteemed partners here at Perpetual, Hugh Rothwell. Hugh's not only been a driving force behind our mission, but has recently achieved a lifelong ambition that resonates deeply with our focus on leadership, business execution, and achieving the peak of one's potential. He's conquered the highest summits across all 50 states in the US, proving that determination, strategy, and resilience are essential components of both climbing and leadership. I hope you enjoy this conversation today as we explore the synergies between summiting mountains and achieving professional peaks. Hugh's experience is undoubtedly a very fresh perspective on leadership, execution, and embracing failures as opportunities for growth. So tighten your laces and tune in to navigating success and peaks as we climb the path of success to an exhilarating ascent. So Hugh, tell us a bit more about yourself.
1: Certainly. Well, uh, well, thank you, Steve. It's, uh, it's good to be on the podcast with you. And uh, what an introduction. You know, where, 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 where do I go from that? Um, so, look, a little bit about myself. Um, you know, I'm a partner at Perpetual um, and my focus is on executive search and performing a range of talent development work um, focused primarily on the consumer products industry. Um, and I work out of our uh, New York and, and Connecticut offices Um, From a sort of early career perspective I began my career um, in the military. I went to the Royal Military Academy Sandhurst in the UK um, and after which I spent um, about eight years as a infantry officer um, in the British Army um, before then pivoting into the world of uh, executive search in the UK. Um, and then after a couple of years of doing that, I was given the opportunity to relocate uh, with my employer to, to the U.S. for a, well, what was supposed to be a two-year secondment. And 20-plus years later, I've uh, found the U.S. to be a great place to build both my life and career and, you know, in, enjoy everything there is to, 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 to offer over here. Um Outside of the workplace, I would describe myself as a, a lifelong mountaineer. Um, from you know, wet and windy hiking and camping trips in the Brecon Beacons with my dad, to as a teenager doing sort of independent climbing trips in the French Alps and the Himalayas before joining the army. Um, and then while I was in the army. Um, The British Army, when you're not sort of operationally deployed or doing useful things, they're they're quite keen and actively encourage you to take teams off on adventurous training expeditions. And you know, I was very fortunate during my time in the army to you know go to Mount Kenya and to spend time in the Arctic, Norway, and the Rockies in Canada, and you know down in sort of down near Antarctica in South Georgia. So I took every advantage of, of those opportunities um, when, when I could. Um, and then, you know, made the decision to leave the army. And, and after leaving, I sort of bizarrely retained a bit of a passion for being wet, cold, tired, scared, carrying big backpacks and, you know, just generally surrounded by good people. I guess I sort of enjoy the what's now known as type two fun. And so I decided to keep going with the mountain climbing.
0: I guess a quick question from there. It all sounds extremely challenging. Is there any reason why you selected to join the army rather than the British Marines?
1: Um, It's a very good question. Um, And, um, you know, basically, I I did do the uh, Royal Marines potential officer course as a 16 year old, as a as a chubby 16 year old. Um, and found myself surrounded by college graduates that were 22 years old and you know um, and had spent a lot of time in the gym and I I failed miserably Um, so um, that that ended my Royal Marines career before it began I don't know if I ever shared that with you before
0: no that's that's a beautiful story in fact I joined the Marines as a skinny 19-year-old, and I've now left as a rather chubby
1: <laughs>
0: adult, so the other way around. All right, well, on to, on to our journey. So um, can you explain then to to our listeners, what, what is this 50-state summit project that you either set yourself or is it something that other people have done?
1: Yeah, um, so as a small but sort of exclusive group of people have done it. There, there, there is a club known as the High Pointers Club, and um, since it was set up in the 80s I think it was um, more than you know well about 370 people have successfully completed the project and so just to explain really what the project entails um, the the goal is to um, you know climb um, and when I say climb I I, I use that term very carefully um, the, the highest peak in every state and In reality, it's a a very broad spectrum of challenges, sort of ranging from, you know, Denali, uh, which is the highest mountain, not just in the US, but in all of North America, um, and is one of the seven summits. You know, Denali is a 20,000 foot mountain, not far off the Antarctic Circle, uh, you know, and that entails a three week expedition. Um, And then sort of if you dropping down the scale you've got you know probably around 5 quite challenging multi-day technical sort of snow and and rock climbs coming further down you've got you know probably about 10 you know quite long and challenging you know one day multi-day scrambles and and, and backpacking trips And then there's, you know, the next level is probably around sort of 20 of the peaks are, you know, quite short, you know, one day, half a day hikes. Um, And even about 15 of them, you're able to actually drive to the very top. You know, there, there was one in particular that you could almost touch the summit, you know, without having to get out of the car. So there's a really sort of broad spectrum of, of, of mountains on the project. And that's why I use the term climb in, in, in parentheses. Um, you know, but, but that said, you know, I've spent over sort of 40 nights in a tent to, to, to complete the project. And, you know, I was very, very proud on the 28th of July, uh, 2023 to, you know, finally finish my 50th summit. Um, which was Gannett Peak in in Wyoming, and you know it, I, it took me three attempts to to do that. Some twenty two years after my very first one, um, so you know that that's kind of hopefully gives you an insight to to what the project is.
0: Well, look, massive, massive congratulations on completing the project. Just to clarify for our listeners, you, you didn't do any of these in a car. You 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 were merely pointing out that you are able to. I assume you hyped up most of them. No comment. No comment. All right. And then um, with with regards to sort of planning, uh, you know, you talked about the sort of varying degrees from Denali at one end of the spectrum to smaller peaks at the other end. Where where, where do the sort of classic 14ers from Colorado fit into that spectrum? Are they sort of in the middle?
1: Yeah. um, So there are are really only sort of two peaks higher than 14,000 feet in the whole 50 Summit project. So, um Mount Elbert, which is the, the highest mountain in Colorado, is, is one of those. I think that's the third highest one. Um you've got Mount Whitney out in California, which is about fourteen and a half thousand. So that's the the highest peak in the in the lower forty-eight states. Um and then you've got Denali at the other end of the spectrum. And the you know, the the, the smallest um, you know, mountain if you can call it a mountain, is Britain Hill in Florida, which is a whopping 345 feet above sea level. So pretty uh, pretty breathless at the top of that one. And, um, you know, what, what
0: made you decide to do this? Was this a sort of a life's goal or did somebody sort of prompt you to do this challenge?
1: Well, I think the the, the, the why, I mean, you know, I like climbing mountains. Um, you know, I, I like the sort of physical and mental challenge of, of, of being in the mountains, you know, together with the, you know the the joy and the simplicity of 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 life you know outdoors um you know to to me i also quite like a bit of adventure and risk you know i think life without that you know could could be a little bit dull um and it keeps things interesting um and then so so that's the why the when i i guess probably subconsciously I started in 2001 literally just after moving to the US um, you know I climbed Mount Washington with it with a friend full winter conditions um, and that was a sort of really great introduction to the to, to the project um, and then over the next few years with my family you know I sort of managed to tick off most of the New England high points and um, you know, as a family going for a hike was was what we did. Um, but I think, you know, really the, the the first conscious moment for me was on a, you know, family holiday in Arcadia National Park, you yeah, know, I think it was 2011, you know, decided to get up at two o'clock in the morning, drive for three hours up to Katahdin, um, which is the highest peak in Maine, Spend a few hours climbing that and then three hours back. So I guess that's when it, Change from a subconscious to a a conscious act. Um, But that said, I mean, it took me sixteen years to to get ten of the 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 fifty summits done. Um, But then, over the next three years, I did thirty eight. So I guess maybe twenty eighteen was when it really, you know, I I I I sort of learned that climbing the highest points in each state was a bit of a thing, and that's when my obsession really started.
0: Oh, very cool. Well they do say the, the one with the most stories wins. Um, I'm sure you've gleaned many a memorable moment along the way. What what would you say has been perhaps one or two of the most memorable moments um, through your your various journeys?
1: Yeah I mean gosh it's it's hard to know where to start really. I mean there have been you know so many amazing experiences from you know being on top of iconic mountains that are known around the world you know whether it's a Denali or a Mount Rainier in Washington, Mount Hood in Oregon, you know, or, or, or a Mount Whitney, to, to doing, you know, six southeastern states where you're sort of driving up to the summits on like a four-day, I think it was like a 24, 2500-mile road trip. So there's, you know, there's a real sort of cross-spectrum of, of memorable moments, but I think... Probably a couple of them would would you know Denali without question is 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 you know probably the most memorable. Um, you know I spent 19 days you know camping on on snow on the mountain. I experienced a 6.1 earthquake at 11,000 feet, um, which was uh, quite you know a first for me and quite an experience. It um, my buddy that I was sharing the tent with didn't even wake up but it was quite quite punchy
0: what would you say are some of the lessons that could be applicable to leadership or indeed you know the world of business and execution nowadays
1: yeah i mean you know there's there's quite a lot of things that, that that come to mind steve um you know i think probably first and foremost um you know having a vision you know um or alternatively, I like to call it the the hag, which is a, a term that's sort of gaining popularity. The the big hairy audacious goal, you know, I, I I love that term, you know. So you know, my my vision was pretty clear, you know. It took me a few years to actually you know focus on that vision, but once I did, I was I was laser focused on it. And then once you've got that sort of you know big hairy audacious goal, the the, the next thing for me is really sort of developing. A concept of operations it's sort of you know it's doing the sort of research and planning to break down the the vision into a series of actionable you know annual objectives and you know l- like you said it's sort of you know there are various times of year when you can and can't do certain mountains there are logistical challenges you're also you know trying to fit things around your professional life and and, and your family life so then you kind of get into what I would call the sort of detailed annual planning where, you know, if, if your goal for, for this year is to climb Mount Rainier, for example, you know, you, you've got to do a lot of research and planning to make sure that you're optimising the right time of year to do it, the right route. Um, you know, you've got to get your logistics in peace. Um, you know, also not in peace in place. Um, You you know, from an equipment point of view, you know, you've got to make sure that you've got the right tools for the job. Um, You know, nutrition is massively important. You know, I've seen many people, you know, many really strong climbers fail on mountains because they they haven't got the nutrition or or fluids right. Um, And then. Probably once you've done that, you know it's down to training, you know, and and again to, to apply it to the business world, you know, you've got to make sure that you've got the right both the technical skills and the and the fitness levels to to achieve the objective that you're you're, you're trying to achieve. Um, and then it really, you know, as, as as the as the expedition sort of starts to to, to close in, it's really down to you know meticulous preparation it's it's testing your equipment it's making sure everything works it's you know doing trial runs it's you know weighing out bags of food to see if you can shave a a few ounces here it's really doing everything you know in your power to ensure that you're giving yourself the the you know the best chance of success and i and 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 to me you know I, i would always find that you know simply getting to the start line on a mountain you know so you know meeting my friend you know on the other side of the country you know at the trailhead is is a real achievement in itself it's you know you're in the right place the right time you've got the right people the right kit um you know and and you're fully trained you're ready to go everything's dialed in you know that that to me is a real achievement and then and then of course you know, it's down to the execution, you know, whether it's in the mountains or in business, it's all about the execution. You know, it's um and, and and this is where you you can't focus on the vision too much. You know, the execution, it's about delivering step by step, ensuring that you're safe, ensuring that you know, um you, you're not gonna put yourself or your buddy at risk it's folk you know it's it's a hard slog you know this is the 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 churn of what of, of what people do it's you know being focused hour by hour rather than you know being focused on the summit you know hour by hour day by day just take it every you know one step at a time um and then i think also you know part of the sort of planning process it's also you know sort of hop you know going back to sort of military daily days with that sort of contingency planning or you know actions onwards say in the army it's you know what what do I do if this happens what do I do if this happens at this point or what happens if this happens tomorrow and so you know by 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 thinking through potential challenging situations that you could get yourself in your essentially trying to remove some of the decision making process when when the crap hits the fan basically um and so i think you know doing doing that gives you a lot of confidence that you know you and your team know what you're going to do if if this happens
0: you know that famous mike tyson quote everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth I I I presume a lot can go wrong on the mountain. I, I vaguely remember you, anecdotally, giving me a story of uh, a friend or a colleague you were with who took a fall or a tumble and dislocated a, a shoulder. Presumably, you know you don't foreplan that, but you you need actions on.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm absolutely. You know, and 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 in that case, you know, we 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 knew what to do. Um, you know, we we. Um, did a little bit of first aid initially, you know, to to make sure that um, he was okay. Um, we then made an assessment of what our options were and you know very quickly it you know became clear that um you know we, we needed to call for help. Um and so, you know, you know, as part of our detailed planning, you know, we're we're carrying satellite devices that enable us to 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 call for help when help is needed. So yeah, I mean it's um you know it it it's not uh you know it's not all plain sailing and, and when, you know, plans hit the real world, um they, they they tend to do different things.
0: And um, you know, as you as you sort of completed this uh this journey and project, I guess is is there one sort of takeaway for you that you could sort of spin and bring into your own professional and um personal performance at perpetual?
1: I think I think for me resilience is a is, is a sort of key key trait, whether it's, you know, at perpetual or or, or in the mountains. You, you know, I think it's you know, when I think back to to the Fifty Summits project, I mean, um, eight of them took, you know, more than one attempt to, to, to get to the top. And, you know, Gannett Peak took Three attempts uh to 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 successfully summit um you know so I think that the the resilience is you know being able to fail, you know learn the lessons from why you fail and rebound from that, but it's also having the determination to keep going i you know i I remember when we failed on on Gannett one time um you know the the day after I was like I'm giving up on the mountains I'm never doing this again and then you know a week later we're like right let's get a date in the calendar um so you know I I think it's just it's being determined it's being a bit stubborn it's being a bit resilient but you know you know I think when when you've come so far whether in business or, or work even if you fail you know in the moment you know stay focused on the vision and you know plan to 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 overcome the obstacles
0: and and here at perpetual we obviously do a fair amount of work with clients around leadership development programs and taking organizations on high performing team journeys One, one of the aspects that come up a lot that differentiates exceptional teams to others is the trust amongst one another within the teams um Again, any sort of reference to what you experience, presumably the trust levels with your climbing partner when you're on a rope must be, you know, beyond belief in comparison to the trust you have to do within a business. You know, give us an, a, a story
1: around the trust piece. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's called, you know, the, the 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 brotherhood or sisterhood of the rope. You know, you know the, the 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 people you're on a rope with. Your, you know, your life depends on them. Their life depends on on yours, without question. And so, you know, you you implicitly trust people. But then, I think in order to trust them, you have to have confidence that you've got the right team around you. So I think, you know, get, get it, getting the right people, whether it's into your business or, or on the right, ro- you know, on the rope with you, um, is pivotal. And I think probably the other thing I would say, Steve, is it's it's about getting. You know the right external experts when needed, um, and what what I mean by that in a mountaineering context, a, a guides. Um, you know, if if you're attempting a project, you know that is somewhat out of your sort of scope or, or, or knowledge. You know, hire the right people to facilitate um, you know your success in that project, and so you know this is potentially why people come to us, Steve, and and utilise our expertise in you know building and cultivating high-performing teams
0: well look as we as we bring this invigorating episode of navigating success and peaks to a close i genuinely Hugh, want to extend my heartfelt gratitude to you um Your dedication in both scaling the highest peaks across the U.S. is admirable, but also how you bring some of those learnings to Perpetual and to our clients has has truly inspired us all. Um, Until next time, remember that every peak climbed, whether it's in the mountains or the boardroom, it does bring us closer to our version of greatness or our greatest potential. So for all of us, let's stay curious, stay adventurous, keep chasing the dreams. And thank you very much, you and to all of our listeners.
1: Brilliant. Thank you, Steve. And uh, thanks for listening.